Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio before we did. Uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, if not, definitely stay, listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I uh, hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you, you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly. Uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email, send us a message, connect with us through social media, however you'd like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. I am righteous. I'm covered in your blood. It is finished. My sin is gone. How you've made me into a sign in perfect standing with the Welcome to the Fire Podcast, the most fire podcast you'll ever hear. It is your uh, semi-regular host, Nick Hawthorne. Um, yeah, you can still send in emails if you want me to replace Jeffrey. But um, yeah, yeah, you can clap. Yeah, go ahead and clap. Um, if you're driving right now, I advise you just keep one hand on the wheel and, and clap using your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Technique. So yeah, well, today I have with me Lindsay Simon. Um <laughs> She is admin extraordinaire, oh, um, iter healing sozo champion. Um, we'll explain what that means Gitter, later. Dunner, Gitter, Dunner. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just in our community, and it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> before we get into just kind of our topic today, which is like sozo, so kind of like with that inner healing and like a healthy soul, um, we'll say. Um, we always do some icebreakers. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll ask two questions, I think, two or three. Um, the first one actually literally just ripped us off my brother telling the story today. Nice. Um, but I believe it was, if you could be any animal, what oh, would you be? The person that he that. interviewed today said a sloth. Um, Not and I, a good I don't, answer. I don't think they got the job. But... Um, <laughs> But what about you, Lindsay? If I could be any animal, what animal would I be? Uh, probably uh, aardvark. Wow. That's not true. It's just the funniest thing I've oh. ever heard time. I think I'd probably be... She wants to be an aardvark. You an aardvark. You heard it here first. No, probably like a monkey. Okay. Because they're, they're goofy. They and they can fling their poo. Uh, I knew it was coming. I had a feeling it was coming. Um, oh gosh. Um, 
I just found it. Oh my um, gosh, you, you okay, know. Okay, yep. So this one actually is, and I would say an audience member question that was suggested today. Oh lord. Oh, it's gonna be hard for you. Oh. It is such a weird question. It, had, it was so tailored to you because to most people they would be like, "What the heck?" Oh, um, but okay. to you, it's so tailored I'm by ready. one of your friends. Oh no. Um, and they said they know. Two things that you love, although they're in totally separate categories, okay. just to preface it. But they're like, um, oh gosh, I always feel wrong for asking it, but it was their <laughs> suggestion, just knowing you. But okay. it was like, they said, you either have to choose to never use sarcasm again, oh. or never visit a mountain again. Oh! <laughs> You have to put those things together because sarcasm on a mountain is probably your favorite thing my dream come true. Oh my gosh! Um, oh my. I feel like this person's name rhymes with Molivia. No, Perhaps. actually, close. it wasn't close. Okay, that would have been close. <laughs> you could you could probably guess who it is now. But... Well, now I'm thinking Kenneth. Oh no! Who is it? One over. Jennifer. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, they any, any one of them would have for said that, sure yeah. said that. So uh, uh, Olivia did say something about mountains. Okay, I but, do yeah. love my friends. They are. So, oh. They know. But how dare you put me in this predicament? <laughs> oh. Well, hey, okay. I think I'd rather. I'd rather give up right now, people. Mountains. <gasps> Here's why. What? Here's why. Because they're still forests. And there's still coasts, and there's still rivers. So I feel like I could survive. But giving up sarcasm is like, <sighs> see, it like literally takes my breath away. I can't even function. Oh, and no one would understand what I'm saying because it would just be all like sentimental and loving, and that just doesn't sound like me at all. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, uh, moving on. Um, so yeah, it, and then. Um, let me see if I can think of one more. I'm trying to, like, kind of shape Olivia's, but, um, maybe it's just a topic point. Could you handle living on an island? Yes. A warm island? Ooh. Not yeah, a warm see, one. Are, not a, I not, guess there no. are cold islands, if you, like Iceland. Oh, there's beautiful, they have ones in Canada, like islands. That's true. They have, they have islands all over the planet. Yes, I could live <laughs> on an island. Just not a warm one? Just not a warm one. I, I could visit if it's beautiful enough, but I do not. Mm-mm. Warm weather in me. Mm-mm. I prefer the cold. So I'd rather live on an ice-covered cold island than a warm one. There you have it, folks. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now you know. The more you, you know. know. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting on to the subject, um, we are going over so-sos. Uh, and then our listener may or may not know what that is. So in kind of an easy brief synopsis what how would you explain that what is sozo um yes it's a very deep and wide subject but very plainly sozo like the actual word sozo is a greek word um and it means saved healed delivered it really encompasses the entirety of being made whole within the trinity within father god jesus holy spirit um, and the word is actually used over a hundred times in the New Testament, so it's really important to God. <laughs> and he uses it for all those things, um, being saved, being delivered, being made whole, and healing. Um, so that's kind of like what it is. When it comes to like what is a sozo session, um, 
shoot, I you know, it's really hard to even put into words because they can be so different. Um, but with that, that kind of shows what it is. It's not counseling. It's not mentoring. It's not advising. It is um, just facilitating um, basically just an encounter mm-hmm. with you and Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. The purpose and the only purpose is to connect you with the Trinity um, because as we live life, uh, <laughs> the the enemy is real um, mm-hmm. and, the, and he speaks. And so he has lots to say, um, but so so does God. And so the point is to kind of get to those places of lies that the enemy has been telling us that we maybe have believed. Um, and if we believe them long enough, then we start partnering with them. And when you do that, it starts shaping your world um, and not in the way that God wants, in the way that the enemy wants. Um, yeah, so that's really the point of it is just for connection, for intimacy, for relationship. And uh, that can look like so many, so many different things. It, it can look like laughter and laying on the floor. It can look like asking him questions and him answering them. It can look like crying. It can look like all kinds of different things. But that's really the heart of it. Um, yeah, so that's really, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, for me personally, I know that I've had a few or several um but like yeah it really is just about like restoring connection and just taking mm-hmm. out anything that might be hindering the connection with any of the trinity and i'm um, just in re- your relationship with god um which might lead me to more questions but this one just popped up in my mind just like what um has been your really like what kind of was your journey into actually getting into like doing sozos and like mm. exploring like kind of that connection and inner healing that it brings a great question i it actually started for me in college i um have always really loved people and connections with people and how people think and operate and work um and how our differences make life amazing but also difficult if you don't understand the differences Mm -hmm. um and how we work and so kind of started in college i was with all my friends, giving them lots of advice, uh, some really good and some probably not as much, but <laughs> it was working really well for them because a lot of them weren't Christians and they would do what I was saying and it kind of worked. Um, so I really had got a heart for for loving people in that way. Mm. And I didn't really know how to put words to that. So I put the word counseling to that because it was really the only thing I knew. Um, and so I was going to go, I was actually wanted to be a marriage counselor. I, oh, wow. I was going to go to grad school for marriage counseling. Um, I actually got in, which was shocking to me because I did not get in school and I did not like it at all. <laughs> and, but it was the only thing I knew. And so I was just trying to respond to that hunger, that um, just passion inside of me to do that. So I was doing something. It just uh, didn't end up being the right thing. And actually I was on a huh, mission trip to Mozambique, Africa, and standing on the beach, the Lord said, you don't have to go to grad school. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Because I'd gotten in all of it. Like, it was like, it was like every door was, had been open and was ready, but he was like, you don't have to. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. But then I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do? Because I will I want to do this. I want to help people. And, um, this is a long story now. I'll shorten it. But basically, um, I started coming to Zion, and um, actually, no, I was at a Jesus Culture conference, and it was actually, I had a crazy encounter with the Lord there. It was amazing, and that was the first time I heard about Sozo. They had mentioned it there. I went, looked on Bethel, found out about Sozo, 
Um, and then uh, a bunch of people within a week span of time told me about Zion. I started coming to Zion and uh, learned about Sozo there and like what it was. And I caught the heart of it. And it was like this, like electricity went through my body. And I was like, that's it. That's the thing that my heart was trying to attach to and attached to counseling, but it's actually Sozo. Not that mm-hmm. counseling is bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with counseling um, at all or mentoring or any of that. They're all great tools, but Sozo is what my heart was burning for. Mm-hmm. Um, real change quickly because you mm-hmm. get to the heart of the matter. What is God really saying? And um, so I had some and then started doing them. Actually started helping administrate with administration um, with Cheryl and then started doing them and uh, seconding and then started leading and now it's just kind of second nature. It's a part of who I am. <laughs> now it's not just you have to come into like a session, but it's just in every day. Yeah. Like for me personally in my walk, but also with other people, it's like, hey, let's just take care of this right now. Because yeah. there's a lie and you don't have to like dwell on this forever. No, just ask them what the truth is. It's actually, yeah. God is, is so deep and so wide, but he also keeps things incredibly simple for us. Because yeah. he knows us and how dumb we can be. Um, and he wants, he just, he wants to love us really well. So he keeps it really simple. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. I just kind of, with that, like got this revelation, maybe you can expand on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I'm sure you, from the first time that I just got it, but it was like, I just know with it, like you mentioned, it's not, it's not counseling. So it's mm-hmm. not even like in the more like biblical context, it's not even like pastoring because it's just really connecting you with God. Right. And like, God, I, I just felt like it was what you said like we ask questions and we just listen to god and he answers it's almost mm-hmm. allowing god to be the pastor in the situation totally yeah and just like yeah. correct the things as we like we don't touch it but he does and so it's like i guess how have you seen like him operate as a pastor in those situations mm-hmm. like yeah yeah and 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 that's part of it is like our job in it is really just kind of more prophetic guidance is what mm-hmm. i would kind of call that um because we don't do a ton of talking unless mm-hmm. it's really the lord um, but no, he comes in pastors like the good shepherd that he is and, yeah. and Holy Spirit will so, come and wrap himself around people. And I've seen that happen and they just come, you know, father God comes in a totally different way and Jesus comes in a totally different way mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit comes in a totally different way. And they very much fulfill those roles of, you know, comforter and nurturer and, yeah. and guidance and also friend and like all of those things. And that's the point is to have real actual encounter, which with each part of those things, um, so it's not, you know, uh, just one thing. It's it's mm-hmm. all the encompassing of, of who he is and what he wants to give them in that moment. Um, yeah, and he'll come and just fill those roles of of, yeah. uh, of pastoring and, and counseling and, and all of that in one thing. And, and you don't really have to do that much. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> no one in the room really has to do that much. It's really just response. There's something about the intentionality of coming into that room, wanting connection with the Lord from the person coming in. And the people coming in to quote unquote facilitate just wanting freedom for that person. No agenda. It's like however deep and wide you want to go, God will go and I will do whatever he tells me to do to get you there. It that's the heart of it. It, it yeah, and I tell people that at the beginning pretty much of every session is like, listen, you have to understand, you know, we have tools, we have things that have proven in the spirit to work. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes I use all of them and sometimes I use none of them and but, but I tell them, I was like, just so you know, I, we don't have agenda. Like, I have no agenda, and I have zero plan. I'm just going to respond to Holy Spirit, and you do the same. And he'll do whatever he wants to do in you today. And however deep you want to go, he'll go with you. Um, 
and it generally works out really well that way <laughs> from my experience <laughs> that's good yeah um, yeah um and, and it just got me thinking like with that just like and him doing that in, in that role it's like he's really like restoring connection which is kind of what you're trying to help facilitate and yeah. he and I know from my experience like he's gone in and touched areas in my life and just brought healing mm-hmm. and redemption um and so like what do you like I, I just think that's so important and yeah. I think that's like kind of like him as a good shepherd that's what he does is yeah. he, he doesn't always just like even just come straight for the belief system sometimes he goes to the heart and heals those moments True. and that affects the belief system mm-hmm. when those moments get healed up but like what is the importance, I guess, with that inner healing that you see just in our day-to-day walk? or like? Yeah, I think it's really important to be aware of who you are and yourself and mm-hmm. how you think and what you believe. Um, and, and this can get really twisted and yeah. people will be like, don't be ever self-aware. But that's really not true. That's demonic to think like that because then you don't understand when things are different. Hmm. So it's important to know your, your, your normal setting with the Lord, you yeah. know, um, you, you know, you're not an angry person. <laughs> you're not depressed. Um, yeah. you're not upset, like all these things, because then when they come, you don't think it's you, you know, that it's the enemy coming against you. Um, and so then you can go to those places and be like, okay, God, why? And ask those really great questions. People are also really scared to ask God questions. Religion will tell you you can't ask God questions. Mm. Um, Religion says that that's questioning God, but (laughs) it's not. He actually loves questions um, because he loves seekers, and seekers want to know. Seekers want to know him, and they want to know themselves because they're made up of him. Um, So asking those questions like, whoa, I just got angry, and instead of going into condemnation or shame or guilt, it's like, that's not me. I just had a moment of that, but that's not me. So what, what is that God and what do I need to do about it? Um, you know, is this, am I believing a lie or is there a root here that we need to go deep and pull out? Whatever it is, it's like just going after it because you know, it's not you. Mm -hmm. And even in those places where we have partnered with things like, and they've been in our lives for a long time because we believe them and we partnered with them and we took them on as identity. There's still no shame in that. Like we want to know what they are because then God can come and just cut them out of us and pull them out. Um, And so, you know, some of those things are super instant. It's like, bam, like that was the lie. This is the truth. It's done. And some things that are deeper take a little bit extra time. um, And there's no shame in that either. I've had multiple sozos now. um, And and doing them, I feel like I have one every time. Uh, And... Still, you know, some things will come up over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in that, you know, because I'm going after them. But you have to know, too, that healing comes in layers. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something that it's been literally a part of our life for as long as we can remember. And, yeah. and that's okay, too. Um, but it is important to go after those things um, in a way that's like, you know what? I don't want anything extra. <laughs> I just want God. And all of these extra things... I'm going to allow God to come and cut away and burn away and peel away and whatever that looks like to get back to the root of who I am. He created me. I'm, you know, beautiful in the Lord. He created something perfect and I need to get, make sure that there's nothing extra on there. So it's vital. It's, it's incredibly vital to go after those things um, and let him, you know, fill those places in our life. So good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just kind of, I guess with that and, and, 
and something you said at the beginning with your process you said it's good to be self-aware yeah um like how would you like define being self-aware like mm-hmm. in a healthy way opposed yeah. to maybe like a thing where it's introspection like what's totally. wrong with me like what yeah. you know how would you like to differentiate between the two yeah i i would define being self-aware as identity mm. <laughs> at the root of it it's identity so i don't get to decide who i am <laughs> god decides who i am he made me from scratch he dreamt me up and and so i am his and i i am fully made of him so that's the first step I don't get to decide if I'm not, you know, if I'm in a bad mood, I don't get to be in a bad mood because (laughs) that's not how God created me. So the basis of being self-aware is just fully understanding who you are in Christ. And that's a journey, guys. (laughs) Like that's not, hey, I woke up and now I know exactly who I am in God. No, it's a journey. It's like uh, this mission if you choose to accept it. Um, because it's difficult because along the way you find things that you're that aren't pleasant (laughs) you find things that um, are painful to know about yourself uh, that you've partnered with or that have become a part of you but the beauty of it and this is why our our father is so good is that he only brings that stuff up so that he can get rid of it and bring you back to the original design and the original plan of you Um, so yeah identity is really that's what it is. It's being self-aware is just knowing who you really are and letting him come and change your mind about who you might think you are. That's really important because you can just, oh, yeah, this is the way I am. And then he comes and he's like, mm, it's actually not true. That's not really the way you are. Let me, let me change your mind on that. And just letting him do it. And he will. And it's like, whoa, okay, that, I thought that was me and it's not. Okay, let's do this thing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I just remember, like, even in with that, in that context, there's this, uh, gosh, I can't remember the reference, but it's just, uh, <laughs> we all know, like, Psalm David, um, he just says, mm-hmm. create a clean heart within me, like, search me out and expose yeah. anything. So it's just, like, mm-hmm. like, inviting God into the process, and he's the one, the ultimate authority of that, and so right. it's, like, it's better for him to tell you than yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, and we want to invite him to do it. Yeah. Like if you think he's just going to come in your day to day life, I mean, he'll interrupt you sometimes, but it's so much easier if you just invite him like, Hey God, you have permission. It might sound weird. It's the God of the universe, but everything works under kingdom and everything works under authority. So as soon as you're like, yeah, God, you have permission. It's just like anybody coming into your house. Like you have to say, yes, you can come in. It's the same thing. He gave you this body, this soul to steward, and he wants to be invited in, so invite him. You can come in, and you can remove anything that you'd like. <laughs> it's all yours anyway. Hey. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> won't you do it? Won't you do it? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I guess just one more thing. I might put you on the spot, so if you fumble, it's okay. Grace. Okay. Grace, <laughs> audience. Um, but, um yeah, if you just kind of not like, I don't know the right word is like sozo, but if you just kind of want to like maybe give them just a toll, like at this moment right now, um, before we close, just like maybe a question to ask God and they can just yeah take time today um, to do it. When that's great. Two, two of the biggest questions that you can ask God on a daily basis and on a moment to moment basis is either God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit, how do you feel about me? Hmm. It's really important to attached to his feelings and his thoughts and not 
and not just ours. Because although ours are good, they were created by him, um, they can be manipulated and distorted. So to know how what he thinks and how he feels about you is really important. And the other one I, I would say would be in moments of like, uh, just why am I feeling this way? Like what's what's going on? Um, it's like, you know, God, what's the lie I'm believing? Um, because the enemy is constantly whispering in our ear and trying to tell lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we catch them and sometimes we don't right away. And so if your behavior is being something, it's that self-aware thing of just knowing yeah. who you are. If it's something um, that's not that, is just like, God, what's the lie that I'm believing? And then let him tell you what it is and then ask him for the truth. Father <laughs> yes. God, then what is what is your truth? And then connecting with, with his truth. Um, th- those are probably the best, biggest two, just in general, everyday life. I do it all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and just with just to repeat that, it's, um, basically, <clears throat> God, how do you feel about me? Mm-hmm. And then the second is kind of a part A and part B, like what lie am I believing in this moment when something comes up and then after the lie is exposed, what is the truth that you can replace it with? And I would just encourage you just when that when you do have those conversations and you get those answers to actually journal it down, um, to write it down because we're human and we do have an enemy. So sometimes he'll bring up stuff in the past and you can use those answers and those truths in scripture to war against those lies. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, thank you so much, Lindsay. Um, Before we go, would you just want to say a prayer over the audience? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Holy Spirit, just come touch them. Anybody listening to this, Holy Spirit, just come touch their minds. Yeah, touch their minds and their will and their emotions. Just envelop them, Holy Spirit. And we just thank you uh, for the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God to be formed within you. Um, We just thank you for wholeness. We thank you for boldness and wholeness in your life and that (laughs) you just go after it. You go after it to be a seeker so that you can be found by God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening um, to the Most Fire podcast. (laughs) That's Jeffrey's line, but I'm having fun with it. I like Um, it. But yeah, you guys have a a great and blessed day. Um, Signing out. (laughs) Peace. I'm covered in your blood, it is finished, my sin is gone, how you've made me into a sign in perfect standing with the whole